Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're reading Scandal's Bride by Stephanie Lawrence. This book was published in 1999 and is the third book in the Sinster series, aka Batshit in Scotland. <laughs> so welcome back to the Batshit series. We're so excited, you guys. This one is not my favorite couple of the censors so far, but it is by far the batshittiest. I think this may win for batshittiest, and if you have heard our first two reviews of the first two books in the series, you know that this, that's really saying something. It's insane, you guys. There's actual magic. There's actual magic. It's a true, there's a, there's a, an actual goddess. Yep. This book is, this book is batshit. There is attempts at murder that are entirely forgiven. Oh my god. <laughs> this book is so weird, guys. <laughs> and it is sinister as a like defining understood thing taken to an extreme. So before we get into it, what's this book about, Lane? Let's read the jacket. Oh my god. I don't know if this is going to answer the question, what is this book about, but let's <laughs> give it a shot. He will father your children. When Katrina Hennessy, Honorable Scottish Lady of the Vale, received this prediction, she was exceedingly aghast. How could she unite with a rake like Richard Sinster, a masterful man with a scandalous reputation? More shocking still was her guardian's will that decreed she and Richard be wed within a week. Inaccurate. Though charmed by his commanding presence and wooed by his heated kisses, she would not could not give up her independence. So she formed a plan to get the air she needed without taking wedding vows. <laughs> Richard was <Or> just... <laughs> okay, we'll get it. We'll get it. Richard was just as stunned by the will's command. Marriage had not previously been on his agenda, but lately he'd been feeling rather restless. Perhaps taming the lady was just the challenge he needed. But can he have the rights of the marriage bed without making any revealing promises of love? Awful bad, awful jacket. It's a really bad jacket. Awful jacket. On the other hand, I think it did a an extremely good job of capturing Lawrence's writing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a poorly written jacket that really doesn't touch on the important parts of the plot. But that... Mm could in some ways define Stephanie Lawrence's oh, writing. When it started with exceedingly aghast, I was like, <gasps> Stephanie, did you write this? <laughs> she might have. I really think one of the things before we dive into the specifics or our summary, <sighs> as the book jacket mentions, they go to the reading of a will. The will tells them they get betrothed or there will be consequences. That all gets resolved at the 50% mark. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but I was, I was keeping track. Oh, well, then, there you go. And then there's like 20% of nothing happening. And then there's a whole nother book's worth of contact, mm -hmm. conflict. This was, I would say, two and a half novels. It, this, book is, <laughs> this book is so weird. And this book jacket covers like 0.5 novels. It's true. So uh, our random number ceremony, ceremony, our random number this week is 27. Right, here's mine. You know when your deity sends you visions of your future husband, and when you meet, you see it must be a mistake. Obvious solution? Roofie sex. Duh. Um, Scotland has real witch magic and real poisons, but not spousal communications with a sinister twist. Sexy family backmail at the reading of a will. <laughs> that that is this book. Okay, so so basically, uh, before you even get into the tropes, I just want to say, like, this is perhaps my favorite 
favorite example of sinister logic. Yeah. So basically, for for weeks or months, Katrina has actually been getting visions of this hot, hot dude. Who her god, the deity, the lady of the veil, is telling her he is going to be the father of your children. Children, plural. First of all. Second of all, apparently she can like warg into his body mm-hmm. and sense his thoughts and feelings, but not like specifically. Yeah. Things like his soul is a warrior. Yeah. So 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 for weeks to months she's she's gotten these visions of his face and of his personality. Yeah. And she has been told, he's the man for you. So then But what, she's like, how can he be? My spouse needs to be meek. Yeah. I'm the lady of the veil. I'm in charge. What man would let that happen? Yeah. A pushover. So why are you giving me this warrior king? Yeah. But she meets him. She meets him in real life. And like literally she's like, all those visions must be a mistake. And then after they meet, there's a will that says (laughs) you should get married. And again, she's not thinking, hmm, perhaps the hand of fate is playing a role in this. No, 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 no. She's still like... Nah, still a mistake. Well, I mean, I'll figure out a different way to get those kids. She also is feeling really lethargic and depressed. And she's like, and foggy. And she's like, this only happens when I defy the lady's will. So, like, literally, no, every <laughs> sign, like, literally every sign, you know, is pointing towards Richard's sister as being the man for her, that she should get married to him. Like, literally, a will the visions when they meet they're like super attracted to each other he's like yeah let's get married but she's like nah all that is wrong <laughs> i don't so, know to me i'm like what in the jump world ahead of ourselves a little bit so the obvious solution is date raping him oh my god yes yeah 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 great so um okay a lot of tropes here so so basically that is that is um our summary of the book yeah. There you go. <laughs> sort of. I mean, that's <laughs> There's more. Of we didn't even get to the barn burning and the murder. Oh my god, I know. And the whole sinister family showing up. Oh, oh my, my lordy. All right, tropes. Uh, yes, we've talked about the marriage of convenience as dictated by a will. So, Richard's sinister name is Scandal. His sinister name? <laughs> and we should, you know what? You know how you can see, like, all oh, your Star Trek name is, like, the first letter of your first name and then your dog's name, blah, blah, blah. We need to figure out, like, how to figure out your sinister name. I mean, obviously, the last name is Sinster, and the first name has to be some kind of noun that's... Anyway, we'll figure it out for you guys. Yeah, we will. We'll, we'll come up with a, whatever the trial is. But so, the scandal stands for the scandal that never was. Right. Because as you may have heard us discuss in Devil's Book called Devil's Devil's Bride. Bride. (laughs) Because the names are just so creative. Um, Richard's father was sent to Scotland to bring a recalcitrant aristocrat to heel. Yeah. And while there impregnated said aristocrat's wife and when she died the aristocrat sent the baby to the sinister family house. The sinister mom, matriarch Helena, claimed him as her own, legitimized him in the eyes of society. So even though everybody knew this was a bastard child, no one could say so mm-hmm. because he'd been legitimized by the family. And so he never became the scandal yes. that he should have been. Now, who's I say all of this? Yes. To explain whose will is being read. Yes. So the, the person whose will is being read is the 
recalcitrant aristocrat. Correct. Who is the spouse of Scandal's mother. Correct. The husband of Scandal's mother, who, if he had claimed the child, would have been considered his father in the eyes of the, the law. law. But he didn't. But he didn't, so he's not. And this same recalcitrant aristocrat is Katrina's guardian. So right. she's 22, she's the Lady of the Vale, she lives on her own, she takes care of herself, but legally, until she turns 25, she needs a guardian, and because of long-standing family connection, blah blah blah, it was this dude. Yeah. So this dude's will states that either Katrina and Scandal get married... No, or, no, 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 no. Or... I'm sorry. No, no, no. Either Scandal agrees, agrees to, to marry Katrina within a week... Or the whole estate and all of the money will be given to the church and he'll leave all of his heirs, of which there is a son and a family who have been nothing but kind mm -hmm. to both Katrina and Richard. Absolutely nothing. Penniless and destitute. Yeah. It's such a weird will. Because if you're... Uh, and it, it, I'm just so confused by the characterization, too. Yeah, because... Ultimately, as you guys may have figured out, as Megan and I did immediately, the will just said Scandal has to say he'll marry yeah, her. Yeah, has to agree about to marry her. Her marrying him. It says nothing about a wedding occurring. Yeah. But so this whole plot is banking on the sinister moral. The sister moral. The which sister is that character. Obviously, if sister says he's marrying her, he's marrying her. Yeah. If his yeah. sister says he's going to do something, then he's going to do it. And I was like, well, how, where was this? So the guy who wrote the and this is terrible because we both have forgotten his name. It's like McTavish or something so nope <laughs> it's, it's mick something mcal mcalford anyway because he's scottish right because he's because he's scottish scottish <laughs> so anyway he and i was like well what happened did sinster's father the duke of st ives come up there and say i am going to have sex with your wife and impregnate her within a week and he did it <laughs> and that's where he formed like is that how did he figure it out i don't know I don't get it. I don't understand where he <laughs> got this idea from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I totally don't know what's going on. Yeah. And he's like, but if a sister says he's going to do something, then we know he's going to do it. So apparently, he's, the sinister reputation has gotten all the way to Scotland. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff from the sinsters have gotten to Scotland. <laughs> it's fine. It's and, fine. Well, and not only that, to get Scandal to go up there for the reading of the will... This guy has been holding hostage um, something that belonged to Scandal's mother. So Scandal's mother left him her necklace. A necklace. And he just never gave it to him. Yeah. I guess he knew, because Scandal's mother died when, she was, when he was like six months old. So, But I loved it. It was the... He gives him the necklace and he's like, now that you've obtained your item, which was my purpose for luring you here, now I'm going to tell you you have to marry my God, yeah. my word. And it's just like, you could have given him the necklace and then still summoned him. Yeah. No, regardless. Like, keeping the necklace forever was not necessary. Yeah. But I was just wondering, too. So he sends this six-month kid away but keeps the necklace when he could have, like, tucked it into the yeah. diaper or whatever. And I was wondering to myself, so when he was six months old, the the this guy, was he thinking, oh, maybe I should keep a hold of this necklace because perhaps in 30 years I can blackmail a sinister. <laughs> you know? I just don't, I don't With get... With this item they've never seen before. I don't get any of the motivation. Totally doesn't make any sense. Um, and then, wait, but then to further complicate this characterization, the, the, the guy who... The, why does he want 
scandal to marry Katrina because he knows that if he marries Katrina, then she will be protected. So he's really doing this altruistically. So, so confusing. Katrina and scandal do not read meet at the reading of the will. Oh no, <laughs> no they don't. Because I think the best way to deal with sinister books is chronologically. Let's, this is so a good point. let's, let's take a backpedal. Richard goes to the nearest town mm -hmm. of the estate um, to, you know, sit in and shower and eat. And he decides to go for a nighttime walk to his mother's grave. To his mother's grave. And um, at the same time, Katrina, Katrina has just had another vision. Who is so tired of these visions. She's like, I gotta go confront the lady directly. How? Good question. No idea. I mean, <laughs> but you have to go to a churchyard. And it involves water. Yeah. Potentially. Anyway, so she goes to confront the lady in the churchyard. They physically bump into each other. Yeah. And Richard catches her before she can fall on the ground yeah. and then looks into her face, thinks to himself, she's hot. And she looks at him and thinks, I was totally right. He's completely unsuitable for me. And even then. Though we're destined. And then they kiss. Not like chastely. No. They're like. <laughs> on each other on his mom's grave. They don't much. even they don't even say like hello. No. It's like they they bump into each other. He grabs hold of her arms to keep her from falling. They look at each other. They have thoughts in their heads, but no verbal thoughts, right? Well, in, in other words, own, words. Her only words are this was a mistake. But that's <laughs> after the kiss. So weird. So I, I anyway, so then and she's like, "Well, that was a mistake and I'll never see him again." Right. But then, obviously, he's at the reading of the he's well. He's at the reading of the well. So, everybody, the family, Katrina, is just like, well, we're gross. Like, yeah. We're going to be poor. They don't check with him. They don't, like, ask if he'd consider it. They're just, they don't like, even say, hey, you know, could you say, say in front of the lawyer, I agree to marry Katrina? And also, the, this will is also very confusing because I agree to marry Katrina within a week. Is it the marriage that has to take place within a week or is it just him the, the saying? Agreement. Well, what he they says interpret to the lawyer it. Uh, is, it says I have a week to make up my mind, right. come back in a week. Yeah, so they interpret it as being, I, I, just say I will marry her within a week. And Richard is thinking, I gotta figure out if this is something I wanna do. Yeah, well, and Richard, uh, not only that, Richard is like, hey, she's hot, we had a nice kiss, I have been feeling a little aimless lately. She has some land. Maybe we should get married. As one does. <laughs> and he's mad that she assumed he wouldn't. Yeah. So he's also like, F you. Yeah, he's like, why don't you come and find out how much I don't want to marry you because I do want to marry you. It's all very weird. It's so weird. So they're stuck in this house together. Mm -hmm. And he is like trying to get to know her and she like can't escape him and they're talking and they're making out and whatever <laughs> and she just gets more and more her resistance to him is causing her to get fatigued and blurry and whatever because she's resisting the lady's will the lady's will so what she does is she goes for his and she tells her best friend slash like person who raised her after her parents tragically died slash trope. disciple trope tra tragic dead parents yes yes they oh tragic dead parents they died in an accident yeah yeah um she tells him she's like i've been interpreting this all wrong what the lady said I'm, he's, I'm, I'm, I'm a house kid. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't necessarily mean marriage. I've been overreacting. Clearly, we just have to have sex. But he can't know it because then he'll want to know his baby. Yes. So what I'm going to have to do, because first of all, other trope, she's a Scottish woman very tied to her land who doesn't ever intend to leave the veil. Correct. Like, yeah. And he's a society man who always wants to be in London. And a sinster. That's so true, yeah. a family to, to take care of. Oh my god. So um, he had just let it slip in her conversations that he was developing a taste for scotch. 
Yeah. So she um, puts she she puts this double dose of aphrodisiac and sedative, a roofie. Yeah, roofie. In his in his whiskey and um, waits waits a few hours and goes and rapes him and shows up in his room and then does the dirty deed. It's guys. <laughs> like literally and then she goes back and does it the next day cuz she is like one time is not enough. Well, and, but so the next morning he wakes up and he like remembers but thinks it was a dream. He's like that was a really hot dream. <laughs> and he tries to talk to her all day and she keeps avoiding him. So that night he's like what was in that scotch? He's like what I'm not dr- I'm whiskey? not drinking that because it made me feel weird last night. And then, so he's totally sober when she walks in. And she in, shows up. Th- and he's like, holy shit, not a dream. Yeah. But what is his reaction to finding out that she raped him? I should let this continue playing out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did want to have sex with her anyway, so let's just, she can just hop in bed with me now. And he'd already sort of decided prior to her machinations that he was going to marry her to sleep with her. Yeah. So he's like, he's like I want... And especially after she raped him, he was like, okay, that sex was so good that to keep having it, we're going to get married. Yeah. Doesn't tell her this. No. It's not a conversation. No, no. This this is not a conversation. She still thinks that he's drugged. He thinks they're getting married. Yeah. So, um. So then wait, this is my, perhaps my favorite part. She comes back a a third third night. (laughs) And this night he has decided that he is going to get her to admit why she's doing what she's doing. He's like, I don't get it. Why is she doing this? Because she won't talk to him during the day. Correct. He, she avoids him like a plague. And so he's like, okay, the only time I have to do this is I'm going to get her so hot and bothered that she'll have to answer that she'll any have question. she'll have to answer, answer like, any question I have. As we all know, the D is a truth serum. <laughs> it's, a, it's a comfort. It's a truth serum. Great. Yeah. So I, it, this is so weird. So and then so then like then the next night he's like, oh she's gonna come back and she doesn't. doesn't. Because her whole plan was I only need to get to him at my maximum ovulation. <laughs> yes. So then to keep herself from going and getting the D that she is mentally begging for, she doesn't drug his scotch that night. Yep. So he is pissed yeah. that she didn't come. Yeah. And have sex with him. Also because he wasn't just planning on having sex with her that night. He was planning on telling her he was going to tell the lawyers they were getting married. Yeah. So the lawyers show up the next day and he surprises everyone by being like, we're getting married. And she's like, fun fact, I'm not going to marry you. Yeah, she's like, no. And he's like, let's go over in the corner of this library Real and have a, a, a soft discussion. And he was like, I will tell everyone that we have had sex. And she's like, then we'll believe it. I'll tell them we didn't. And he says, well, I will then tell them that you have a butterfly tattoo on your ass. It's a birthmark, and he doesn't tell her that. He draws her ass. He grabs <laughs> the charcoal and paper off the table, sketches the view of her from behind with, with the, birth- the birthmark, birthmark on and it. And then goes, what if I show them this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, they'll all recognize my ass. <laughs> Basically, she's like, there's no way I'm getting out of this, huh? And he's like, nope. nope. So... So they get married. Immediately. And then they go to his mom's grave. <laughs> they go to his mom's grave and get her blessing from beyond the grave, I guess. And then they go back to the veil. And this is, as we said, the halfway point. Yeah. And, and basically, they get back there and life is good. So basically, the veil is super fertile. Mm-hmm. It's got like ridiculous crops, but a lot of the livestock 
stuff could be better. Yeah, it could be better. And part of the reason that the manipulative dead guy wanted to force them to get married is that apparently a lot of men in the surrounding region were sending increasingly threatening letters to Katrina about buying her land, about marrying her for the land, about, you know, basically lying about her treatment of the area so that they could get things off of her. Richard realizes this has been happening, and so he thinks his place in the bail is going to be protecting her from her, like, shitty neighbors, and maybe helping her with some of the estate management stuff that she's not as equipped to do. But she decides um, never to talk to him. Yeah. Well, and then here's the issue. He has all this time to go to her and be like, hey, do you want me to help out? I'm actually pretty good with livestock. Mm -hmm. I could help you out with it. And she has plenty of time to go to him and be like, hey, these are some of the problems I'm dealing with on the estate. Even if she doesn't expect him to solve the problems, they could at least vent. I don't know about you, but when I, well, you don't have a husband. When I talk to my husband. Thanks, (laughs) May. I'm just saying, like, a lot of the conversations we have about work are not, I'm not expecting him to solve the problem for me. I just right. assume him to be like, yeah, that's really and crummy. He, rightfully, even when he sits in on meetings with her, feels like he can't speak up without undermining her. Yeah. So that's great. But then afterwards, he could have gone to her and be like, hey, I had these ideas. I mean, you're totally, it's totally fine if you shoot them down, but. So he doesn't approach her. And the one time she gets up the guts to approach him, his valet is talking about leaving. They overhear, she overhears a conversation. It's not a conversation. It's not a conversation. It's not That's a true. From his That's true. His valet is talking and Richard's responses are just grunts. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Yep. Like, they're, they're either grunts or, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I guess he's going to leave and go to the, go back to London for so the I season. can't rely on him. Yeah. And, of course, throughout all this, they're having this amazing sex. Like, right. every night. They're like, they're in bed to communication is fine. Exactly. And so here's the thing. Lawrence uses this. I mean, we know this. They're in bed and he's like, doesn't she know I want to stay from the way I'm fucking her? <laughs> and she's like, can't he tell that I want him to stay because of the way I respond to his lovemaking? But they don't actually say it in words. So obviously, no, the other one doesn't understand what they're trying to communicate through their body. But even when they do communicate, it's not clear. Yeah. So like his last attempt to stay is he goes to her and says, is there anything I can help you with? Yeah. And she says, and she's like, he's just trying. She says, says, I could tell from the look in his eyes. It's not because he wanted to help with the veil. And you can see from his perspective, I don't want her to think I'm desperate to help. Oh my God. It's so So annoying. That night after their fantastic sex, he says, I'm leaving tomorrow. And she's like, okay, fine. Don't let the good, (laughs) don't let the door hit you where the good Lord's pleasure. And at that point, Richard leaves. She immediately becomes morose and like comatose. She's like bawling her eyes out. Oh, and at this point, she's pregnant. And he oh, yeah, she's, it out. she's pregnant. But she, never but she told hasn't him. told him. But he figured it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because these sinister men, this happened in Devil's Bride, too, remember? Yes. Anyway. Sinister men, I guess, apparently know immediately when, when they're. <laughs> when the sinister third. wife is pregnant. Knocked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, also, Richard's real rich. Yeah, rich is real rich. Like, crazy rich. Yeah. Because of the magic investor, sister cousin. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, at this point, she is totally morose. Like, she gets the feeling she gets when she displeases the lady. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, foggy and tired and feels like shit. And then the, what's it called? Smelter. Not smelter. Blacksmith? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Blacksmith catches fire. Yep. 
So, I mean, she is, she's already realized that letting Richard go was a real bad idea because the lady is letting her know. Yeah. And then her blacksmith, Smithy, catches on fire. And, of course, it's positioned right between, like, the grain silo and the forge. Yeah. So, you know, how are they going to save the veil? This is what they need for the winter. Yeah. And so the whole... And the pipes are frozen solid and they can't even pop. Oh, all sorts of terrible stuff. in the middle of winter. So every... The whole town turns out to save the, the burning building. And then who should show up but Richard? So Katrina gets told that the blacksmith's baby is still in the cabin or whatever. And so she puts a blanket over her head and plans to run into the aforementioned burning building. And Richard grabs her and is like, F no, and goes in himself. And goes in and says it. And then afterwards, she's like, I'm so glad you came back. And, okay, th- at least they have a conversation. They actually finally have a conversation. She's like, I didn't want you to go. And he's like, well, I didn't want to go, so why didn't you tell me? And they both go, all right, I we won't do it again. Uh, my least favorite part of this is that Richard immediately takes control of the bucket line and the efforts to put out the fire. Fine. He then forces all the women to go inside because they are too distracting to the men. He's pretty stupid, yeah. I was, what? Yeah. Okay. But that happens before their conversation. Mm-hmm. So then they talk. Then they talk. And then the next morning, she comes to meet him down at what? Breakfast, sated, exhausted, to watch him keel over. No, 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 not yet. Oh, I'm because sorry. I'm sorry, my favorite part, not my favorite part, but one of the parts that I do wish had been expanded more happens. Because she is like, why don't you? Every morning she goes to commune with a lady. Not every morning, but most mornings. Most mornings. Yeah. So um, she was like, hey, can you, will you come with me to the grotto where I commune with the lady and guard me when I'm there? And he's like, Yes. No, oh no, my God. He asks, can I go with you? And she was like, I never thought you'd be interested. No, it's later that she asks him. It's anyway, the they go. And then they ride back. And as they're riding back. Sorry, you're right. They, they, they start talking about sex, of course, because when you're a sinister, that's like. All you're thinking about. All you think about all the time. And she's like, well, we couldn't do it on a horse. And he's like, oh, really? And he grabs her and pulls her under the horse. And then the scene ends. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, how? I'm not how? saying I want this to you be a sexy scene. You are not riding on scene. one horse. You're riding on two horses yeah. next to each other. Yeah. I was like, no, I, can make this I just want to know how this happened. Yeah. I don't want to be, like, turned on by this. I just want to know. How it happens. So then okay, then, then. Then, well, no, I, I skipped ahead way too much. So then she and he actually talk about running of the veil. And she's like, I need to be in charge of all the spiritual stuff and be the leader, but I totally want to defer to you on some, some of other logistics stuff. and like I see now why yeah. you were my chosen consort yeah. blah 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 and blah and he blah. was like I can totally do that for you I all I've wanted this whole time is to be of use yeah so this basically seems like the most perfect relationship so and like, you're and there's still like 30% more of the book to like, go what so you're like what's gonna happen? happen so he gets um poisoned <laughs> he gets poisoned <laughs> and she immediately is like oh my god my best friend disciple did this because she and I are the only ones with yeah. But to she add, doesn't say that though. To add unnecessary conflict, she thinks from the look in his eyes as he's falling that, that he blames she her. Did. So she spends the whole time he's unconscious being like, "Oh no, he's he hates me." Oh, so he's also given her, her his mother's necklace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making up, which first of all, grossest part of the book. He thinks about sticking his mom's necklace in her vagina. <laughs> he does. I mean, yeah. So he doesn't do it. <laughs> he thinks like, but you just think about it he does think he's like we're gonna get to that <laughs> um which gross um so she thinks okay um 
I've got to give him antidotes, but I don't know what poisons he was given. So this is gonna like take all of my effort. Apparently the words he said while passing out were get devil. Yeah. So she, so she does. She, she does write to Devil right away and say, "Hey, you and get the butler," here. and they get the butler. So she, while she's waiting for his family to come, starts nursing him back to health. Mm-hmm. And she, then, and but part of nursing him back to health is when she feels his spirit leaving. She has to use the magic power of the two necklaces, yeah, to follow him into purgatory or something and lure him back, getting him to come back. Yeah, yeah, guys. What's this magic element? Who knows? This is irrelevant. She uses the magic of the necklaces, which, by the way, his mother was a much more powerful disciple, yeah, than anyone in the veil. I okay. Side note: I have read. um, This is you know fanfic, so um, headcanon from Sinister fans. They are like, oh, we know why the Duke of Saint Ives had sex with her. It's because she roofied him. <laughs> the lady knew. We'll get there. I have a lot of thoughts about that. So, uh, at this point, okay, sorry. He's unconscious. She has been going into purgatory to bring him back. And, and who should show up? All the sisters. Like basically, all the sisters. Vane shows up. Well, first, Devil and Devil Honoria. and Honoria show up. Then Vane and Mrs. Sinster and the twins. Yes. Then Demon. Demon shows up, and then Helena. And the twins show up. There's a lot of sinsters. And of course, Lady McFace in this one, whose name I'm already forgetting because I'm just thinking of her as Scandal's Bride. Katrina. Thank you. Katrina is like, oh my God, I thought they would all be snobby and awful, but they're amazing. These people are so great and they love... Because she was... That was the thing too, is she was like, these... She has had this incorrect idea of how um, Scandal has been raised all along because because she was like, what self-respecting woman would bring her husband's bastard into the family? Which, to be fair to Katrina, is a very, very good question. I also don't understand the way that the family treats adultery as like he didn't really mean it. Mm -hmm. Like apparently Scandal asked his dad growing up, like, did you love my mother? And he was pretty much like, love you. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. So because it wasn't like emotional adultery, it was fine. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. But that's what I'm saying is people are like, oh well obviously it was Helena's because a woman Well no, people not people, but um uh people who enjoy these books, readers, mm-hmm. are like, Oh well it's Scandal's mother, since she was a much stronger disciple, knew, so she somehow entrapped Scandal's father. Sure, but that doesn't explain why Helena was like, Yeah, this is fine. Yeah, I don't know. But so Katrina meets Helena and she was like, Oh, this was all Helena's idea to bring up Scandal. Helena is actually the backbone of this family. Now I understand why Richard is such a great husband to a woman like me, because they respect strong women. (laughs) But not enough to help put out a fire. (laughs) My God, I know, I know, I know. So at this point the whole family starts working to nurse him back to health. He gets better. He gets better. And, and then he then, goes and gets her cows. Yeah, then he and the other three sinister men disappear. For three days. They, no. They say they're going to be gone for three days. They say four, and Sorry. then they're gone three. So they say they're gone for four days, and they come back after three days. With cows. With, yeah, these cows. Um, and, they're, and the women are so happy to see them. And they're like, well, you got back early, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that actually... This was the amount of time it was going to take the whole time, and they just lied about it taking four days so that the woman wouldn't be pissed off. And then you get the call back to all the previous books with all the couples. Yeah, all the couples. Oh, yeah. 
and then then there are the twins Amelia and Amanda and oh my god this was probably my least favorite part of the how protective all the men are no it's uh, the Katrina Amelia and Amanda are these two twins they're with like 16 their 17? brother Tolly is the one that died in the brother Tolly's the one who died so that's um Vane's brother no it was Simon Charles's Simon brother. yeah 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 Simon's yeah, yeah. brother yes Simon's brother my god there are so many sisters <laughs> guys it's amazing <laughs> oh geez all right so these two women are like oh well we're gonna ask the very the most the newest member of the family what we should look for in a mate <gasps> this is my least favorite part and she was like you should look for a man that's protective and possessive <laughs> but not something else with a p it was basically like overprotective men do it better yeah but like, no yeah, it was like, I was like, no. oh my God, worst advice ever. And then my other second, actually, this is one of my favorite parts of the book, is when when Honoria finds out that Katrina drugged Richard, mm -hmm. she was like, whoa, girl. She's like, how did you survive that night? It must have been really hot if all his inhibitions were lowered. <laughs> Instead of being like, wait, you, you, you raped my brother? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. She was like, dang, and that was... You are brave if you give an aphrodisiac to a sinister and then lock the door. Exactly. And she's like, that's how you lost your virginity? Whoa. Props <laughs> to you. <laughs> So weird. So weird. Um, this is a lot. Okay, we're almost at the end of this. Just, just at the end of the synopsis. <laughs> because so then all the cows come back and then all the sinsters leave, and then Katrina and Richard are like, all right, we, we gotta go. Gotta deal. The friend lady who poisoned you yeah. to death. Who's whose name is Algaria? Don't care. I hate. I actually hate <laughs> this name because I I don't think it's it can't be Al Algeria or Algaria. It might be. It has to be Algaria, right? Anyway, it's a horrible name. <laughs> So anyway, because after he was poisoned, Algaria disappears to her own house. She has a house. It's on someone else's land. Yeah, so weird. So anyway, they go out to see her, and Richard Richard is like, you, Katrina, are the lady of the veil, so you need to determine the punishment for Algaria. And Katrina says, no, actually, she offended the lady, the capital L, mm -hmm. the lady, and she offended you as my chosen consort. So you... When she poisoned you to death. Yes. So you may decide on her punishment. And what is the punishment, guys? Raising the sinister children. <laughs> does she get... Does she get banished? No. And here's the thing. She apologizes. And she's like, you know how I know I was wrong? You survived. If you knew how much poison I'd given you, you would know that this could only be a sign from the lady. Like, I, what? I put so much like, poison in there, what? it would have killed six horses. <laughs> but since you survived, now I realize the lady all along, through these visions... Why did she try to kill him, Meg? Why did she try to kill him? Yeah. Oh, well, obviously because he was going to start taking over. She saw no, that Katrina... she decided he'd let the fire. Oh my god, that's true. That's why. Oh, Jesus, I forgot. It was so, so stupid. She, Richard, even though he had not been there that day, Allegaria or whatever, heard from an old homeless hermit who lives at the black property that a black-haired, blue-eyed man set the blacksmith on fire. And based purely on that one story, she decided it was Richard. He'd faked his departure. He hate faked all the help he'd done since yeah. he'd been back. And she gives him like a fuck ton of hemlock. Yeah, and henbane, <laughs> hemlock and henbane. Um, yeah, and the fact that he survived means that he sh she, she was in the wrong. He didn't she, light the blacksmith on fire. He didn't light the blacksmith on fire. 
Yeah, and so he's like, all right, I guess I can see your point. That was the other thing, too. He's like, yeah, I guess you're right. If I had thought you had set the fire, I probably would have, you know, tried to kill you, too. Well, and it's also clearly this other dude who's been trying to seduce my yeah. wife. So now we got to go take him yeah. on. So your punishment and is to continue to work for us, and you will be the nursemaid to all of our children. And then they leave the cabin, and on the way out of the cabin, he gets shot at. <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the guy. Yeah, I forgot that. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. I forgot this other amazing part because they have to spend the night at the cabin. Yeah. And, of course, it's, it's like a one-room cabin. Oh, my God, I hated this part. <laughs> so it's Allegria's one-bedroom, one-room cabin, and she gives Scandal and, and Katrina her bed, sleeps on the couch. And then, of course, Scandal's like, I'm going to make Katrina scream in the best All possible night. way. And so, yeah, basically to be like, I mean, a big F you to Alcaria, literally. <laughs> so the next morning they're on their horses and Katrina's uncomfortable riding a horse because she has oh, been God, it's mounted so previously. Stupid. And Allegria's exhausted because she didn't sleep because of all the sex that was happening in her bed. And then Richard gets shot at by the other guy. Evil dude. Yeah. Who they let go. Yeah, of course they let him go. <laughs> like, that's the thing. So this is, a, this is not a trope in... Well, I guess it's sort of a trope in these romance novels, but, like, no criminals ever get punished for their actions. Except for Charles in the first devil book, where they, like, lit him on fire in a house. <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> no, but they lit him on fire only after he got shot. Sorry, but they shot him. Yeah, yeah, they shot him. <laughs> but anyway, he, I don't get it. None of these criminals ever get punished for their crimes. She did threaten to curse off his balls. <laughs> yeah. But, whatever. Um, so, any other tropes? She's, like, clearly the Scottish woman tied to her land, taken yeah. to an extreme. Yeah, and she needed an heir, but in this time, she was the one who needed the heir, not the man. So, sort of a twist on the trope. But, but then you have the sex for no the purpose of making a baby. Yeah. Which is my least favorite trope in romance yeah. novels, I've got to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, The wise witchy healer woman. Oh, my God. And he's in Scotland, so a dram before bed is yeah. absolutely necessary. Yeah. We've already talked about it, that she's the Earth Mother. But she's also a, a woman in charge? I know. <gasps> what is this? Okay, so basically, so, we, we went through chronologically. We gave you all of our... Um, how else do you review these? Uh, yeah, all of our tropes. Uh, offensiveness. I mean, we have <laughs> talked about this, but uh, consent is a major <laughs> issue in this book. Just as a thought experiment, imagine that a man had been having a dream about having a baby and he met the woman who he thinks is going to have the baby she doesn't and he's like oh i am gonna drug her and give her a spanish fly and go to her room at night does that you know and then bother you more her. impregnate her and hope she doesn't notice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's harder to do that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but basically, you know, just, just imagine that a man drugged yeah. a woman and, and had sex with her without her knowledge. Yeah. When you, when you reverse the genders, I think it becomes much more obvious that this is an issue. And it, it shouldn't be more obvious because you reverse the genders, but it does. Yeah. All right. And yeah, their first kiss was non-consensual as well. Uh-huh. Again, they didn't even say hello. No, they did not know each other's names. Mm -hmm. um, they just needed to do it in the graveyard. Yeah. Um, all the sinister brides are there. Yeah, all the sinister brides so far. And um, I just want to point out that all three are uh, pregnant. Yeah. And thereby fulfilling their destiny as sinister yeah. women. Yeah. Well, some of them already have kids. Just one. 
Um, yes, yes. So child one is born. And child one is born. With children two through four. Vane is pregnant, and then Honoria is pregnant for the second time, and then Katrina is pregnant, but she doesn't come out with her pregnancy. They don't say anyone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're all morning sick. Yeah. At the same time. It's yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. And then just the whole lying to your wife. It's such a, such a... As long as you're lying to make her happy. Right. It's a good surprise. And, like, but here's the thing. It's one thing for his, like, little lie of, no, I haven't picked the livestock yet. That was an acceptable lie. Yeah, because it, um, it was actually kind of cute. Like, oh, I haven't picked them. four days? Yeah. That was not cool. And lying about how long you're going to be gone, too, just because you knew that if they had come back in four days, the women would have been pissed off and been like, I cannot believe that you left like that with, a, with just a note. And instead, because they got back early, the women can be distracted from being angry because they're happy that they're back early yeah. all right so um. sexiness so we talked about how like this is absolutely non-consensual oh it's so so disturbing but let's talk about the sex it's really this, hot this book has so much sex in even it. when he's raped and drugged he's like thinking of nothing but her pleasure and trying to like and she freaks out a little because this is her losing her virginity and she's yeah. like i don't think i knew what i awoke and his drugged mind senses that yeah slows down yeah. <laughs> it's all very like i don't think this is how this would play i out, don't think this is how it works very good yeah um and so and then that's the first night and then the second night and third night he's totally compost mento so totally fine but and like at this point who is in the wrong she thinks he won't remember but he's gonna, and he doesn't and tell he her. He doesn't tell her anything. I don't know what it's, happened. I, it's so uh, I don't yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's like lots of other sex too after they get married. That's very hot. But here's the thing: there's a lot of sex, like their wedding night when they first get to the veil. But then from the night that they make up is not very explicit. No. The following, like, the sex on horseback that never gets described. Yeah. He also, like, catches her in the barn, or she catches him in the barn one day, and they have sex against the wall, and it's just, like, a passing reference. Yeah. And then he ends up dying. Yeah. Like, well, but then know, the hurt comfort But then after he, after he wakes up, then there's this, like, mirror sex. Do you remember that? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. It's just, basically, it's very sex-heavy in the beginning, and then it gets very perfunctory. But they're still having sex because he's a sinter. He's a sinster. No, they are, but, like, it's no longer being described Correct, correct. Well, and when we say it's no longer being described, like, honestly, it's probably pretty explicit for, like, Amanda Quick. Sure. Because the first scenes are, like, literally two chapters long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... I will say, I know I said this earlier, but it really deserves to be harped on. I've never thought of fucking someone with an object belonging to my mother. You, yeah. Also. You're not a sinster. <laughs> I was just like, my first thought upon getting a pendant left to me by a dead relative would not be, I'm going to put it in my wife's vagina. Well, it wasn't his first thought. When he gave it to her, it was. Yeah, yeah, but he had gotten it before then. Right, but my, his first thought when, when giving, giving it to, it to her, her yeah, was, yeah. rather than putting this around your neck, I could put it, put it on else. your clit. And I was like, no! Yeah, wrong! Yeah, yeah. yeah. No! Yeah. yeah. So that was the one moment that ruined the sexiest But otherwise, like, these books are problematic because I'll get out. And the sex is so explicit not. And I, yeah. I don't know what to do with myself, honestly. I know. It's everything I hate. It's gotta make a baby. It's non-consensual. It involves roofies. They're not communicating at all. They're both assuming not just each other's emotional state, but what they even like sexually. They're like mind melding. Yes, mind melding. 
<laughs> and then this is when at the very end she invites him to actually guard her in the circle, bring a sword, and it's like now you're my knight. Yeah, like, no, okay. You're my knight. I don't. I hate everything about this, and I love everything about this. The whole thing. It's so true. It's so true. It's so weird. Oh my god. All right. This, so we're halfway through the first six of the Barsinster. So just remind me of how this series is structured. So the first six books are about the Barsinster, which are the 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 six. Cousins who all went to Waterloo together and seven. I thought seven. Well, there were there were there were. But Tolly was one of them, and Tolly's dead. Okay. There were eight because Charles and Tolly also. I thought Charles didn't go to Waterloo. He did, but he was aide de camp. Oh, okay. So he didn't see action. Got it. So seven of them saw action. Charles murdered Tolly, and then they all murdered Charles. Yeah. So there's six surviving. So there's six surviving. Sorry, guys. (laughs) So (laughs) So the first six are about those six. Okay. Got it. So how many are there total? Oh my god. You can't ask me that question. How many sinsters are there? 48? No. Oh no, no, there there are like 40 books in this series. Are they all this level of crazy? They're all yes, they're all like there's one. Yes. I mean, no. This book <laughs> I think is the craziest. Cuz like if you think about it, you guys, not only do you have like faded romance, she is actually communing with God yes. and following God's instructions. Yeah. He is Poisoned. Yes. And then they just forgive everyone involved. Yeah. Not to mention the hilarity of all the sisters yeah. descend on Scotland. Yeah. So I think this book is the bat shittiest okay. of them all. But they are all wacko in their own way. So the next book is about demon. Clearly, because each book ends with the next one who's gonna get married, thinking about how he definitely doesn't want to get married, yeah. and how so he's demon's try to like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go to London for the season. I'm gonna go to Newmarket. I wonder who he's going to meet in Newmarket. Is it a bride? Mm, possibly a bride. Can I, can I give, can I give away what his bride's name is? Yes. Her name is Flick. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, Felicity, but they call her Flick. That's kind of cute. Yeah, but. They're both like horse mad, and the fact that her name is Flick just makes me think of Flicka. Mm. So like the whole thing about it, I'm like, really, Stephanie? Like, is this also your train of thought when you named her Flick? Flick. So um, I demon think, and Flick. First of all, I recommend this book <laughs> unequivocally for the lulls. Um, we will obviously be reviewing the rest of the series, obviously. guys. Like, no timeline on this one. This isn't like we're not trying to finish it before any reason, but. Whenever I'm disappointed in romance novels, I pick up a Stephanie Lawrence and I'm like, what's what's the most insane thing I can read? Right? With explicit sex. Yeah. And that, that would obviously be something by Stephanie Lawrence. Right. So it's perfect. It's perfect. Never disappointing. Um, you know, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. <laughs>